This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, the Knicks don't want to make it easy. Sound like a baseball team that we talked about all summer. Gordon and I get started right now. one 800 That's the number to join us until midnight here on 98.7 ESPN. Also, you can reach us via Twitter at Hardest to ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM, along with JP and Jake the Snake. We're here, as I mentioned, till Freddie and Fitz time at midnight. Hey, Gordon. Larry, what's going on, my friend? Bing bong, baby. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that oh. Big Bong was almost going to be people banging their heads against the wall if they lost oh. this one. Gordon, oh. And here's the thing. You could see it coming, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. You, you could see it coming a mile away. And look, I get it. You want to – this is not last year's Nick team where you slow down the offense just for Julius Randle. Okay, I get you want to stop – I get you want to run the clock down. I get all that. I understand that thought process. But, Gordon, you've got other guys now. It doesn't have to just be him. It could go into the post with him, but he doesn't have to shoot it. He can pass it back out. And that's what they did time and time again. He he just he didn't make the right play. He he, made, he missed two key free throws that he should have made. He re- put in a putback when he should have rebounded the ball and kicked it back out. I mean, they won the game, Gordon. That's the bottom line. But, oh, they make things so hard. Yeah. Well, look, I'm going to take it. You know me, Larry. I'm, if it's one thing about me, it's about positivity. And uh, I, and, keeping, look, it, and bringing people together. And bringing people together. Those are my two things. Uh, they went on the road. They beat uh, a Bulls team that's gotten off to a very, very good start and did so on a night where Julius Randle was not very good. Like, I mean, I know, you know, the, the stat line doesn't look that bad overall because of the assists and the, and the, and the, and the, um, and the rebounds. But, you know, he did not have a great game, as you said. Had some uh, mental, you know, kind of let things slide there uh, down the stretch of the game. Yep. And this is a game last year. Given the team that they had last year, this game would not have been a last-minute win. It would have been a loss. They would have, they would have given <laughs> this one away. You know, last year they needed Randall basically every single night. So to be mm-hmm. able to get a win like this because Kemba Walker came through and and the bench again was big, and R.J. Barrett was really good. Uh, I'll take a win, you know, take a win against a team that had been previously unbeaten on the road. It wasn't always pretty, but it's a win, and it's a lot better than uh, it could have been. And the best part about it is, Gordon, as you mentioned, it's a win, and you get to learn these things in a win. Uh, you get to replay and say, you know what, we could have lost this game, but we didn't. We found ways. They they collapsed. They had some misplays. Uh, but nevertheless, you were able to get a win, and now you go back and – I, I would assume there'll be a, a pretty good practice tomorrow, Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good practice about the final minutes. And that's the concern. It's early. You have plenty of time to fix it. You've only played five games. But clearly, this fourth quarter has been an issue. It forced them into double overtime against Boston. It forced them late third, bad fourth quarter against Orlando. And here you had, you almost gave this one again away today. So they've got to lock in the fourth quarters better. The more they play together, the better chemistry they have. I'm sure they will. And then again, the other part of this, Gordon, is that Tibbs has got to decide who's going to be on the floor in those final minutes, right? 
He he needs to figure that out. And I think once Nerlens Noel gets in, whenever he comes back, and I haven't seen anything about him, Gordon, I'm a little concerned. Once he gets back, uh, then you're you're able to be even deeper than you were from a defensive standpoint. But uh, all in all, listen, four and one, I'm good. Yeah, you would have signed for four and one, right? Oh, please. I mean, you know, I mean, now you you might have the the one you, you might have had an issue that being the one that they actually lost, but uh, four and one after the five games that they've played so far, I think you can uh, you can sign up for that one. And uh, it would be nice to get a game where the Knicks not only finish off a fourth quarter. It'd be nice to get a game where you're not like watching at one point and going, "Oh my God, Mitchell Robinson's out for a very very yeah, long time." Exactly. I mean, it seems seems like a regular occurrence. He goes it does. down. And then he does come back, but yeah, yeah I mean, it, it feels like tempting fate there a little bit. And I'm I'm a realistic Nick fan, Gordon. So how I look at this is, if they would have swept Orlando, they would have lost to Philly. So right. I'd rather them lose to Orlando and beat Philly. <laughs> yeah, I, I can ex- you know the the Orlando one. It's it's terrible. It's inexcusable and all those type of things. But I I, I like the wins that they got. You know, so yep. Uh, being able to go in there tonight and, and be able and you know this was a game in the fourth quarter even before the Bulls made their run, it was a game that seemed like you know the entire fourth quarter the Knicks were not great, right. even when they had a large lead. So they did kind of it was not just that one stretch of you know what was it three or four minutes the final three or four minutes mm-hmm. that was kind of sitting out there for Chicago for a while and and it took them a while to kind of take advantage of it. But um, at the end of the day, they get a win. And that's the bottom line. That's what we love about it. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. Hardesty and Damon until midnight. Join us at 1-800-919-3776. We'll focus a lot, of course, on the Nick victory over the previously undefeated Bulls 104-103. Also, we got a really good football game going on here between uh, Green Bay with <laughs> Green Bay Gordon with no receivers and Arizona with no J.J. Watt. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, you know, I have to be honest. I've been a little disappointed in watching Arizona tonight. Now, look, there's yeah. still some time left. They can still do something. And, and look, they've started 7-0, and so I'm not going to tell you. But, uh, you know, for Kyler Murray, who's been in the, in the MVP talk and everything else, kind of a disappointing performance for him tonight. But, look, there's still some time he can change it. Absolutely. They've, they've schemed well for him tonight. They've really done they a really nice have, job you scheming know, him. Yeah. He has he, – I don't know if he's banged up. Uh, I don't know if he's nursing something, but he has kind of not been as aggressive running the ball the last few weeks. And this is what we saw last year. You know, last year coming out of the box, he was, you know, electric and he's doing, he's running, he's throwing, he's making every throw. It's crazy plays here and there. And then as the season went along, people started to figure it out. And I'm wondering now here as we're entering what week eight, right? Yeah. Halfway through the season, are people starting to figure it out again? Absolutely. We'll keep an eye on that as uh, Aaron Rodgers is right near the goal line. 1-800-919-3776. Hey, Spike in St. Pete, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Oh, I can exhale. Let me tell you, I've always told you, Larry, the toughest thing to do is to win on your home court against an inferior team, a close game. Uh, You know, I thought it's funny because I told Colin last night, I've been going back and forth with Buddha. Uh, tonight a little bit, and I said, 
R.J. Barrett's going to be a defensive stopper, and I should get the ball to DeRozan because he can't make a three, and he really played a big game tonight defensively, and he got some buckets. Randall, you know, Gordon, Larry, I just said he ain't going to make a free throw. I just You get that feeling sometimes, yeah. but uh, it's good you got guards that can handle the ball, and I thought between, I don't know what the, the box will say, but between Kemba and, and Rose, they were admirably uh, sufficient, and uh, we'll see what happens. It was you hate to blow that kind of lead, you know. I mean, you went what three minutes without a point, um, but it's a sign of improvement. And the bench is a big thing, even though they didn't get much off of it tonight. It was a very exciting game, and I think uh, it, it stamps the Knicks uh, a good team. You know, I said fifth or sixth seed, and I'll stick with it until I'm proven wrong. Uh, it's funny if you look at the standings. I know it's six games. You see some funky teams up there. Mm. But if you didn't enjoy that, and Gordon, one last thing for you, and thanks for the time. Let everyone else get on. You said to me right before the season, Gordon, you said to me on a Saturday, at least I can look forward to every Nick game this year. Remember? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, and that was kind of the case yeah. last year. But, you know, it, it, last year there was a little bit more of – uh, feeling like it was Cinderella, right? And at some point it was yeah. going to strike midnight and you didn't know really whether to buy it or not. This is a good team. I think you can tell now at this point, after watching last year, the improvements they made, I don't know, uh, clearly it's not a championship-level team. I don't know if it's the team that's going to make it past the first round of the playoffs. No. We'll see, but no. it's a fun team and it's a likable team too. It's a deep team. Yeah, yeah. They just have to figure out the last minute and a half, two minutes, once Kemba gets used to it, if he's on the floor. And I said it to, to my buddy uh, yesterday, Larry, my, my CCNY guy, I said it to him. I said, Barrett will be on the floor if you need a stop, and otherwise it'll be the offensive guys. And that's the way they played it, like uh, the old Knicks played when you were a mere toddler, you know. Uh, <laughs> this was a very, very important win, and uh, they were resilient. And you know Thibodeau's going to go over that last two minutes all day tomorrow. Boys, let the other guys get on. Have a great evening. All right, Spike, thanks for the call. And, yeah, he's going to be over it. Listen, he was over it before. <laughs> you know he was over it after the double overtime over Boston. You know he was over, went over it again against Orlando, and he's going to go over it until they get it right. And that's what makes him such a good coach. Gordon, I tell you, it is so funny listening to him bark <laughs> on the sidelines. It's funny. I just crack up. I crack up listening to him. He is so into the game. Yeah, and uh, he, I think he was ready to pull a, what remaining hair he has left in his head out of his head at some of those plays down the stretch. I mean, that was that was a rough finish. It really was. It really was. Uh, back to the phones we go. Let's go to Doug in Long Island. Hey, Doug, you're next on 98.7. Hey, fellas. How are we doing? Hey, Doug. A little hectic, but hey, they, they held on. They won the game. Um a couple of good things I'll point out. You know, in my opinion, that was RJ's best all-around game I've seen as a Nick. That that mm. strong, aggressive attacking of the basket is what I want to see from him. And his defense, he did it on Tatum opening night. The kid is turning in to a legit defender. If you watch the NBA, DeMar DeRozan ain't a top 5'10 guy. He's a very tough guy to stop him one-on-one. -on -one. And, yep. and he never bit on the hesitation or nothing. He held his ground. You know, a lot of guys might have fouled it. It was a great play. So, I mean, to him, ton of credit there. Um, I got concerns with Randall, though. And, listen, he had a lot of assists tonight. Even Clyde said it. He got away with a lot of bad passes. He has an awful habit, and it doesn't work long-term, leaving your feet with one-handed passes. 
It's an awful play. And cross-court, no less. We got two point guards now. I really would like to see these two guys. And the more they get these two guys, you also saw some R.J. from Duke. The Knicks got that ball out in the open court. You saw open court R.J. That's his strength. If we could get a little more of that, I'd be happy. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Uh, Gordon, he's right. And I think that's why you're taught. Why, that's why when you look at the, I, I hate to say it, but sabermetrics of the NBA, <laughs> you, you look at the pace. The Knicks have increased their pace. Last year it was uh, nails scratching on a chalkboard. Yes. If you remember chalkboards, if you don't remember chalkboards, Google it. <laughs> but it was like nails. It was like, oh, it's so hard. Everything is just hard. Now they push the ball. They get easy shots. They get alley-oops. They get, and they got some alley-oops last year, but not as consistently as they've done this year. So you can just really see that when they don't give him the basketball, Gordon, the offense moves, uh, moves a little bit better. Yeah, last year was a grind, and it, it kind of had to be based on the talent you had. You've upgraded the talent, so I would think, you know, we got to keep in mind, it is five games, right? Yep. There is a, a balance that, that has to take place here. They, they did play a certain way last year, and it's going to take, a, I think, a little while to, um, you know, to, to, to kind of adapt to what this team is going to be this year offensively. I will say this, I mean, for R.J. Barrett to now kind of take this next step forward really should not be a surprise. Mm -mm. While there's been moments that have been frustrating at times or parts of his games that have been frustrating at times, um, he has always been a worker. He's always been trying to take that next step. And I think that this is just the, the maturation and the, uh, you know, metamor metamorphosis, I guess you would say, in his game that he's, he's every year there's some aspect of his game that he is improving. And now the way he is as a defensive player, yeah, I, you can see why everybody is raving about him. There's one thing that I've noticed going about Mitchell Robinson this season that has been a pleasure to watch. I'll share that with you when we return, and we'll take more of your phone calls as well. ESPN New York tonight. Hardest thing in Damer until midnight. All right, so Gordon, how do I look at that play? Do I look at this last play here on the interception by Douglas as AJ Green ran the wrong ran the wrong route? I, I think you'd have to, right? Boy, did Murray get rocked too, huh? He was limping yeah. before the play. Now yeah. he looks like and I, he's know, hurt. I'm starting to think he's getting a little banged up now, you know? Yeah. He is a small guy, and he's great at avoiding the big hits, but maybe there's just kind of a cumulative effect of it. And yeah. this is kind of what we saw last year. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it looks like the Packers will hold on with a 24-21 win. And uh, now we have no undefeated teams in the National Football League. And Gordon for Green Bay, this is a nice win because with all the weapons they didn't have coming in, mm -hmm. lost a couple more weapons during yeah, the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is a big win for them. And the 72 Dolphins can pop the champagne once again. The last, the, the last Dolphin team that has anything to celebrate yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you can say that. You can talk about that, Gordon. Yeah, you can well, still I was, talk I was, about I was, that. Uh, I was basically a year old, so I really didn't appreciate it, unfortunately. It you appreciate all that, it now, you know? don't you? It's like that line from Tony Soprano about like he feels like he came into the end of everything. That's how yeah. I feel, Larry. I feel like I came at the end of everything. Everything's ending. Yeah, well, you can appreciate it, and I bet I bet in the quiet moment you rerun that pull that that game back and just wow, we were really good then. Yeah, got some good teams, not, but but Gordon, you had some teams in the eighties with Marino. Yeah, yeah, you had some good competitive teams. Couple of couple of Super Bowl appearances that went. Sure. I mean, when you get to a Super Bowl and you lose it, that's that's bad. 
Yeah. And then, of course, the way you, you combat that is to n- never go never back. Never go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, before worse. we get back to the calls, let me just pay off the tease, as we were told yes. in our meetings, Gordon. <laughs> Make sure we pay off the tease. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, I think, has done a very good job, Gordon, selecting when he jumps. You know what I mean? In the sense that you see him, if you're going to the basket or in that scenario, yeah, he'll go up to block the shot. But I don't see him jumping as much, trying to block jump shots. And I think that's the reason why he's been able to stay on the floor more so far in this game. Injuries aside, of course. Yeah. But but he, he's not in foul trouble as much as he was. Yeah, and he also has to get better sneakers. Clyde had the line of the night, and he can say that because he's a Puma guy. <laughs> but when they show when they show the rip, they show that he blew the and, and the sneaker yeah. ripped. He said, "Not a good look for Nike." Well, no, not at all. He's right, but you know, well, uh, you can as a Puma guy, he can say that. Exactly. <laughs> if he was a Nike guy, you wouldn't say that. No, he would he, he would avoid that at all costs, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Back to the phones we go. Hey, Buddha, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> the immortal words of Ricky Ricardo. Your man AJ Green got some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude is blocking on a pass play. <laughs> to him. Yeah, he was yeah right. right <laughs> to him. Why are you blocking the ball? You're oh, the receiver. Yeah. <laughs> he cost him that game right there. Yeah. He's going to score the touchdown right there. No he cost question. him that game. Yep. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Listen, like Spike was talking about, yeah, we were going back and forth. Um, I remember when the prognosticators, we first started the season. And everybody had um, these teams penciled in. And I said to you guys, I said, listen, the Celtics got a new coach. I said, the Sixers, all that drama they got, you can't tell me that's not going to affect the team. So, basically, the top tier was going to be, what, uh, Miami, the Bucks, and the Nets. Now, the Nets got their own drama, and James Harden doesn't look like it. So, in turn, you know, the Knicks, let's be honest, they have uh, – this season has turned from – like last year was, all right, look, let's try. Let's go out here and let's give it a, a good college try and we'll make the seven for the eighth spot. Listen, if they get to 20 wins before they get to 10 losses, they're going to have to start reevaluating what they're really trying to do this season because a guy like um, Tibbs is going to start looking around and saying, I can coach on the level with some of these other guys who, you know, are going to be in the final four of this Eastern Conference and then it's going to become a tough choice. You know, you spoke about Mitchell Robinson. Um, you know, they might have to showcase him. They might have to showcase him, and they might have to showcase quickly because I was saying the spike is that if McCullough and Nurkic become available, I might have to make that swap. You got a chance to get to the Ethan's Conference Finals this year. You really do. That's an interesting point, Buddha, and, and, you know, thanks for the phone call because, Gordon, it, it would test to see how they want to move this team along, right? Because you've got some young players in quickly, obviously, uh, in Robinson. I think you have to give up some of your draft choices as well. That's not going to be enough to get, uh, you know, the, the backcourt that you want here. But it, it would test, are, are the, are, do they want to move that quick, because of, as he said, you get reevaluated on the fly, or do they want to just, you know, take it slow and do year by year and let's get a little bit better? It's going to be an interesting challenge for them. Look, it's always going to depend on the price. It's always going to depend on what talent is available. Uh, just, you know, trying to make it as neutral as possible. I don't get the sense that they're going to be 
slow and steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get the feeling that they're going to be a great. I mean, last year, uh, I don't remember why they were talking about it, but Tibbs said, you know, when these superstars become available, you have to jump, you have to be aggressive. They don't become available all that often, so uh, it, it, it would have to be the right deal. I'm not saying sell the team. I'm not saying, you know, get rid of all the draft picks, go all in on this w- one guy or whatnot, but if there is a superstar, it has always felt like at some point they're going to have to jump at the superstar, and, mm-hmm. and generally that's the way you get the guy is by trade. It's not through free agency, so um, it would depend on who's available to and, – and the you know, that's what I always love, like when people are talking about the offseason or – the NBA or football or baseball in the offseason. Do you want this guy? Well, what do I have to what do I have to pay to get him? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. So it would depend on what they have to pay to get him. But I have always kind of felt like some of these guys that we you know, as Nick fans have fallen in love with, be it Robinson, be it quickly, that uh, I'm not sure that all of them are going to be here long term. And some, as you know, Gordon, because the Yankees have done it over the years, these are the players you use to get the next player that you want. And, yep. and so once they you see that they're really good, they have a lot of potential, and you you know another team says, you know what, I can see quickly running my offense. I mean, he, he could be a starter in the NBA for a bunch of teams, uh, including the, the Oklahoma City Thunder that beat the Lakers last night. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, right. I mean, you know, so depending on, as you said, what the price is, yeah, definitely it's going to be interesting to see how they make that move, when they make that move, and if they make that move. But – uh, the one thing that's really been fun, Gordon, is to not in the last three minutes of this game, but to watch them score, you know, mm-hmm. to watch the mm-hmm. fluidity of the mm-hmm. offense when it's really walking to, to watch them pass the ball around and move the basketball. It's like it's like having a real team again on the floor. Yeah. And again, like last year, if you would have had a game, I don't know what uh, Rand, I have it here someplace. Uh, I don't know what Randall ended up shooting tonight. Uh, three of 11. Oh. I don't know how many games last year the Knicks won where Julius Randle shot three of 11. So it just shows you that they have a much deeper team this year. Uh, and, and, and the one that I keep going back to, you know, basically they took out Alfred Payton and replaced him with Kemba Walker, and they got rid of Reggie Bullock and replaced him with Evan Fournier. I mean, uh-huh. that's a pretty big, you know, just those two moves alone. Never mind topping when he's had good nights or – or Derrick Rose having him for a full season. So this is a more talented team than they've had, or certainly had last year. And it's the, what is it, the second time in 22 years that they've started 4-1. and one. So mm-hmm. they're off to off and running, as I like to say. I can tell you this, Gordon, uh, the answer to your question, probably none. And maybe when Derrick Rose got here, maybe one or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, last year it was tough, man. It was like it was. you knew you needed Randall to be the star, Barrett to be the, the, the second guy in that that list and then you're hoping you know somebody else who's going to step up tonight is it going to be Alec Burks or is it going to be Bullock for a night or this one or that one and um, this year's team is is far more it's a deeper team and you know what it is a fun team you know like mm-hmm. Randall's a mm-hmm. fun super a fun guy to root for yeah and um, so I'd like to see it kind of come together and see where we're at especially if you're winning games <laughs> at an 80 percent clip um, yeah. so they, they're they're certainly buying themselves some time here Absolutely, absolutely. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.